0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new Deep Cuts live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed. And if this is your first time watching, please hit that subscribe or follow button um, to be notified of anytime we have new content or new interviews. Today, we're kind of we're going to be uh, doing some streaming uh, with some people from New York City. Um, we're going to be speaking to Jesus and David from Martinez Cigar. Um, I met David. Uh, the trade show that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks back in Vegas a couple like last month. And I definitely wanted to have him on and uh, was glad that Jesus was able to actually join us as well. And let's bring on both of our guests. How
1: How are you doing?
0: Yeah. So thank you for coming on Deep Cuts and uh, sharing your story with us today. Like I said, I, I met David at the PCA trade show and had a good conversation. And uh, I definitely wanted to follow up with basically this interview to kind of learn more about the company and what you all are doing.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. I've heard good things about you all throughout the, the past. I, I was on the uh, Cigar Pulpit uh, uh, podcast, I think, during the pandemic. And both of them were talking about Martinez cigars and how great you all were and how I definitely needed to um, do something with you all. And uh, I think uh, Amendola, I've been speaking to them, uh, and they've mentioned you a, a couple of times as well. So uh, definitely have a great reputation in the industry, and you all are doing some great things. So I'm happy to have you on the show to kind of share your story with everybody.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've been in business uh, quite a while, so we know a lot of people in the industry and, you know, uh yeah, the reputation because, you know, we just work hard. You know, small company, but uh we, we try to do everything well. You know, if you if you wanna be in any, any type of business for the long run, you gotta do the things right, you know. So we we strive for that.
2: Yeah, we appreciate, you know, Commandal and the pulpit guys, kind words and uh, you know, it's it's good doing business with people like that. So we're we're happy and uh, we're glad that uh, people are enjoying what we do
0: yeah now where about because you all are in new york city is that correct yes yes yeah, so, so where about in in the city are you all
1: uh we're in manhattan okay manhattan, um a um, couple of blocks from pay station so we're in midtown 29th street right off 7th avenue yeah, yeah I, was thinking,
0: I was thinking that because back in the day when i used to go to new york city every summer for a little vacation getaway i feel like i, I passed your store at some point
1: yeah definitely yeah we've been in the same location for 48 years so pretty good chance that you did
0: yeah Yeah, well um like i said i'm excited to kind of learn more about you all because yeah obviously i haven't been to new york city for the last couple of years but um like i said you all have continued to to thrive and i know that probably the last two years has, has been a bit of a challenge with the pandemic and now the economy and I know New York City is always in the news for this or that reason. So you have had your share of, um, I, I would say, obstacles fight, uh, to, to work around and deal with. So uh, congratulations for making it through all of that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting uh, period for us. Um, actually, coming back from TPE, right when they did the shutdown everything, we were like, wow, what's going to happen next? And, mm-hmm. uh, we did well at the TP and getting all our orders ready to go out, and all of a sudden, everything shuts down, and we're just looking at each other like, "Okay, now what?" And uh, you know, thank God for podcasts like The Pulpit and all these other different podcasts that were out there. Um, we were able to just get our, our our brand out there, and you know, fortunately, we've been doing really well since the pandemic. And knock on wood, it just a years ago.
0: Yeah, so. I always like to start at the, the beginning of the story when we kind of have people like you on to kind of figure out how you all got here to where you are today. So sure. can you kind of share the story of like, how did you, how did what was your journey like into the cigar industry and, and what was your first experience with cigars?
1: Um, mine was very easy. I was pretty much born here in this <laughs> store. I guess uh, my father, he was a cigar roller in the United Republic. And then um, he came to the state and he started working in early 70s. I started working as a cigar roller, so what he never did. And in 74, I decided to open up these uh, stores. I was born in 76. So uh, as a kid, I didn't come in much. But then teenage, as a teenage, um, I used to come to help out. You know with the other side of the business you know like uh translating uh, translating for him and um you know all kinds of little stuff and then eventually i decided to come uh full time and, and that's when i really learned a lot from him in 2003 i i took over i took over the the, the business so again i was pretty much born into the cigar industry and uh and also even when i was on vacation which where i go to uh dominican republic Cambodia, that's uh, you know uh nothing but cigars so even on vacation you're i was surrounded by the tobacco industry
2: yeah. and for me uh, i got in uh, working in a cigar accessory company here in Manhattan. That's how I got into uh introduced it to cigars, I'm working there. And then I ended up opening up my own uh, cigar shop. And that's how I met Jesus. So through that, I started selling his cigars out of my shop. And then just that's pretty much how I got into it just having my own shop. And then coming here for so many years, I got out of the industry for a little bit, concentrated on other stuff, and then wanted to get back in. And Jesus just said, Why don't you just come back here and start? doing something with us and that's pretty much where it came so starting from working as a cigar accessory that's going back and then around 2001 2002 kind of my shop and then uh, i'm going for about almost six years now working here but been coming here for almost 20 some years wow
0: and, yeah and jesus did you always feel like you were going to get into the cigar industry because i know speaking to a lot of people Sometimes those who grew up in the industry have like this period of time where they're like, they, they are resistance to the idea of, of getting into the same business as their family. And then it's like a surprise to them. They're like, Oh, yeah well, I do like this and I'm going to get into it.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's how, that's how, uh, that's how it happened to me. I, I was going to school. Uh, I, I always had an idea that I want, I want to help my dad with business. So I, I, I went to college and took, on uh, business major, and um, I was like, you know, coming back and forth, and you know, as a, as a teenager, this is a period of time you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, but then when I think I was around 19, I had a good conversation with my dad, and this was like around the cigar boom in the 90s. And that's when I realized, like, man, you know, I, I can work in a family business, eventually be my own boss. At the time, being your own boss sound great, you know. <laughs> you, you know, you didn't know that means all the responsibilities on you. So that kind of was the thing. But ba- definitely the the big conversation that I had with my dad because at that time he 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 was ready doing it for. Over 30 years, so he, he was, uh, you know, showing a little tired, and he wanted uh, new blood in the business. You know, new ideas, uh, you know, internet, credit card, all this stuff. That, that was too much for him. So the fact that he trusted me, you know, um, he kind of like put a little push, and that's when I realized, you know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know. <laughs> So, it, it took a little bit of push, but um, but I but I was always here, and then, I I think that's the greatest move that because I, I love it. That's why I'm still doing it for so long, you know, and I'm here pretty much every day. So yeah, definitely every day.
0: And it's funny because you think of uh, like Miami in Florida in general, having such a strong cigar culture, but New York City especially has a strong cigar culture. Um, You know, how has the cigar, you know, scene kind of changed in New York City since you've kind of been in charge of the
1: business? Um, You know, I hear that like in the 20s and 30s, it was was huge. It was a huge uh, cigar industry, but mostly like uh, the European style cigars, but since I know the business, um, now, right after the cigar move, uh, the uh blew up a little more, then it died down a little bit. And then, you know, we had to deal with several uh, smoking ban. So, uh, thank you, have, it. And, um, but since I would say for the past, five, six years, you have a, a lot of uh, lounges opening up, and and it's just going back to where it was, uh, like, in, in the mid-90s. So it's definitely coming back because, the, you know, some of the bands took, took kind of a hit. So, yeah, that put like a little pause on the on the role of the industry or, or the cigar scene in new york but um like i said the last five six years there's it, a lot of groups too a yeah lot, a lot of cigar group that keep pushing you know um just great for us for 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 the industry you know uh, we have all these guys helping out especially the little guys you know we don't have like a marketing budget um so yeah it's, it's the podcast uh those groups you know, that they keep you know throwing your name
2: out there and help out yeah yeah i think uh like you were saying when the uh c- cigarette and smoking ban pretty much kicked in a lot of the lounges that were here pretty much shut down yeah so you're down to maybe like i think it was like three or four in the city at the time well so those are cigar bar yes yeah. Yeah, so, but now you're starting to see like little little lounges pop up especially uptown and different parts of the borough and you just seeing a lot more people smoking and you know it's funny when people come in to visit or buy cigars from different places they they think that you're not allowed to smoke in the streets yeah. or anything like that and we're just like no you, you can do pretty much anything it's just um just a certain average you can't smoke in. but uh, other than that it's it's pretty strong in terms of those cigars here in uh the demographics definitely change too it's not just your typical you know middle age where it was back in the day it's it's, it's younger people that you know 25 and 45 uh year, uh demographic that comes in and smokes women smoke yeah, so women we're seeing changes mean, right uh, yeah. really i mean they come in and in your mind you're thinking well okay and they're just like no oh, i want this type of cigar i want no they
1: know a lot
2: of guys yeah so it's uh it's definitely changing and new york is definitely um has a good presence with cigars
0: i think that's cool and it's, it's funny because i think you know when you think of new york like just sitting here doing the interview with you all you hear the honk the cars honking the horn <laughs> you hear the people coming into the store and stuff like that and that's just like that hustle and bustle of new york it's like just that you know, I think that, that makes it, you know, probably just so different for you all. Because in, in Miami, I mean, it's a different vibe. I mean, you still have yeah. the traffic and stuff, but it's not that same New York vibe. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you have like a lot of foot traffic that's coming in from people who, who are walking. Um, I'm always, you know, I know people who come from New York and they like where I live now, like there's somebody who uh, moved into my mom's neighborhood and She's just like I'm, I'll just walk there. My mom's like, that's like don't <laughs> like, oh, no, but but you know, in New York, that's what we did. And I was like, yeah. And I tell my mom, I was like, yeah. I was like, that's like nothing to do. I mean, I was like, yeah. you just don't even think about. I mean, it's just like like I said, a different lifestyle. But I'm sure that that you all kind of benefit from that because you, like I said, you get a lot of the the foot traffic. You get a lot of people who want to explore this, in, you know, in the city and experience the the everything it has to offer and i'm pretty sure like stores and and outlets like martinez kind of gives them that real you know they could go uptown somewhere and experience a completely different side of the cigar industry and then you all have like a more like that home family yeah familiar yeah. uh vibe i'm sure
2: yeah it's funny because um we're, we're right off 7th avenue so if you would have probably we would have gone out with you like two or three hours earlier, you would have heard the construction site next door. So that would have been anything else. But what's kinda of interesting when people come in, they're like, We know you're here. And we're walking down seventh Avenue, You can just smell the cigar smell. And then like drags them back around the corner and they're like, Oh, here it is. And they walk in, I'm like, Man, I can smell you halfway down the block. I'm like, Yeah, that's <laughs> appetizing
1: <laughs> You know, and um, you know, it's like you said, you know, we have uh, even by by different boards. Is the the yeah. scene is different, you know. Yeah. If you are to Queens, you go uptown, Brooklyn, and everybody got, got their own little style. Uh, for us, we we manufacture. We more of a factory, so it, it's a different buy. And, and this is uh, mostly a working area. like So people just come in, grab their stuff, and on the run, you, you know, because we that type of neighborhood, we – we uh you know you have uh, a lot of the lounges in long island uh in queens brooklyn where it's more residential so just people go there just to hang out and, and it's a different vibe it's so good you know but our stuff
2: is definitely yeah. different it's yeah in fact
1: in and out you know <laughs>
2: when they call they call him they're like uh what time you guys open though like we're open till 7. Yeah. they get here and they're like Oh, this isn't a lounge. Like, no, but you can find a chair, sit down, have a tobacco, you can do whatever you want. Just, it's, it's what, what you make of it? So, and when they end up staying, they're like, wow, this is, this is a lot better experience than going to a lounge and just, not, just sitting there and just your typical, typical experience at a lounge. Here, you're gonna, you're gonna meet a different, a lot of different people, and we want you to have fun, and that's pretty much where we're, we're about. I mean, we're pretty chill right now, but. Yeah, on Friday, Saturday,
0: right. it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about the different demographics that you see coming into your store or factory. Um, you know, and, and I think I was having this discussion with someone a couple of days ago just about how the cigar industry like, I don't think it's changed per se, but I think it's gotten a lot more maybe because of podcasts and social media like the diversity in the in the industry is a lot more exposed than it was, you okay. know, a decade ago, a decade ago, you know, you would flip through, you know, cigar aficionado and you would think like this was just, you know, a lifestyle for the rich and famous, <laughs> you know, the, the yachts and the Rolexes and all that stuff. And then you get to know the industry and you're like, it's not hardly that at all. Like, it's not really, you know, and it's just like a different. You know? And I thought been like that, like, again, this is like
1: more blue collar store area. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have a lot of construction. You have some, office people what but, uh, but you get a lot of cops uh, a lot of fighters so a lot a lot of everything so our stores have always been that diverse so that did not surprise me so some other people yes like you say you know looking at the office and you know the advertising you know this right. so expensive drink this yeah this <laughs> man's like whoa this is only for you know <laughs> rich and famous but uh, in our case, no, it's, it's always something like that. We and you know we have worked with, with all kinds of people, especially when we do the events. Uh, we've done events for you know uh, celebrities, you know, Wall but Street, that, yeah, Wall Street, the whole nine. But um, our shop is, you get everything. You get from from a movie star to just the guy selling coffee in the corner, and just. Everybody's always been like that. It's, you know, yeah. it's part of New York, you, yeah. you know, uh, in, in the area that we are, that people just chill if they want to have a cigar, they, they don't care, you know. But in uh, here, there's no tresco. I mean, like, there's no fancy trick, just a Corona. Yeah. Deal, but... <laughs> they see us, you know, they're like, all right, this is like a neighborhood shop, you know, like really big dollars, yeah.
0: In terms of, uh, demographics again how has the people's uh you know what they look for in a cigar how how has that changed over the years since you've been making cigars and and creating blends and stuff like that has that changed any
1: um yeah yeah definitely Um, and that's so much demographic but um all the information out there people know the stuff now and um you know they they very particular they're looking for and when you're creating the blend Obviously, you created a plan for the market, not for yourself, you know. So you, you start listening to, to the customer. You start listening to you guys. So you guys are all over. And uh, Dave, he always like, okay, people are talking about these rappers. Like, for example, San André rappers. And everybody, for a few years, they've been going crazy. So everybody keep talking to talking. you are like, oh. Hey, so let's do something in San Andreas. you know, if everybody's on. So, yeah, it's not so much the demographic, but uh, the amount of information out there, and, and people are really I mean, to it, and they, they they do love the stuff. So, um, like early, early, again, back to the 90s, most people, they just want to like mild, medium, and strong. Not, nothing, you know, nothing as specific, no retro, no this, no spectrum. But now uh, they are more demanding, which is great. It's great. You force the manufacturer to, uh, in order to stay in business, um, you know, they better look uh, things
0: right, you know? Well, I think that's interesting to, to hear because, like you said, there's so much information out there. And just how we talk about cigars, I think, has kind of changed a little bit, you know, it's, I think some manufacturers kind of struggle with how to talk about their products sometimes because it's like, do you just give like, you know, wrapper, binder filler, and then some consumers want more information. They want like, what was the inspiration behind the cigar? Like what, you know, how was it grown? Like what year is it from? Like how, what was going on?
2: Yeah. Like so
0: much information you can give. It's almost like what information do you actually put out there? What's too much information?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, usually while well, we, It's like the origin of the tobacco, how we came about with the idea, you know, um, because, like, let's say, I'll tell you, I make this cigar with Nicaraguan filler, uh, Ecuador binder, whatever wrapper. You know it, it's not that a specific part it gives the consumer an idea of what it kind of be like because you know they already have um nick filler, they already have that whatever rapper you're talking about but um you know obviously you're not going to give them this sack uh blend <laughs>
0: right
1: <laughs> you, know, you, you know you're not going to say well i got it. These from I got this second friend, you know, unless it's a uh, friend of yours, know, you know, the sad blend, but you try to give them as, as much as you can that they can ident- identify what before they like the cigar if they're gonna like it or not, you know, because people they know this stuff, yeah, right? they know what uh how Ecuadorian rapper tastes, they, they know what so
2: cycle. So it's great. You know, it's great. Like I said, it forced the manufacturer to, to do the right thing. And, um, you know? Is it possible? Even one of the one of the guys that came in and uh wanted to do a uh one of the sorry, sorry about that. But one of the guys that want to get a blend done with us. It was funny We're like you said, it's typical like of Nicaragua and Ecuadorian, just that basis. But he comes in, he wants Steli, this, like down to the specifics. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that for you. Yeah, exactly. so go to Coca-Cola. Like, come on, So we kind of look at each other like, oh, all right, sure. But um, I think one of the advantages that, that Jesus has as a blender, I think that I don't know other bad, uh, manufacturers might have, we have like a walking, tasting clientele that comes in, so I mess around with stuff and just like oh, let's see if they like this, and he gets feedback a little bit of what it is. So it's it's an advantage for us because we get directly to the consumer on what works and what doesn't work, or what we could change on certain things. So it's like a it's like a revolving focus group that always comes in, and and it's one of our biggest advantages, I think, in terms of him. Knowing what exactly what he's looking for and what he needs to change. So that that's why I think, for yeah, we, me personally, I think he's like the secret to everything out there now. And I just, he's, I always feel like his name's gotta get out there just so they know who he is.
1: You know, yeah, we, we have that we get that direct feedback. You know, from from we do have our regular customer, we have our friends uh, we, we trust their palate. So every time we're working on, we have. A uh, quite a group of guys that we send the stuff for them to, to let us know what they think, and you know, we've been doing it for years, so they, they pretty much straight up. Um, but then we have the customer, right? Uh, relationship right there that it's like, huh? And you know, once you start hearing the same thing you know, over and over, then you, you just change uh, things, you know, you, can, you, can, you have an ego because. It's like, hey, I'm not going to make this just for me. you know, oh, Just okay. because I like it, everybody has like it. No, no, the, the key is you, you got to listen. And, and, and we do have that advantage. Uh, we get direct feedback from uh, a group of friends and, and then from the customer. They just let you know right away, especially in New York. <laughs>
2: they let you know when they yeah. don't like something. Like, <laughs> They're like, no. And they put it right down like
1: no
0: yeah and david i know that you uh work with the product development side of the business so what i'm sure that's a pretty difficult job because cigars are i mean all over the place right now you have so many so much going on i mean just going to the trade show you kind of see the variety and how yeah. is, is you know there's so much overlap in terms of what tobacco they're working with but they each have their own kind of products that they've developed and brands that they've created from that so what is your job like like how easy or how hard hard is it to really develop a brand you
2: know, it's 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 a lot more difficult than than i thought it would be but um a lot of it has to bounce off a lot of things over of him like i i come up with some crazy ideas and he's just like mm. Let's just, let's, let's rework that one. But, um, you know, looking at what's at the market and see what's changing, the brands that are coming in, the names of the cigars, and it's, it, you know, here we're used to that traditional type of branding, marketing, the whole nine. And then when you see what's out there, you're like, all right, we have to switch some things up. Just a little tweak here and there. But for us is that we really want to just concentrate on what we're about, you know we're we're a new york based company with a strong ties to domorin and the uh, dominican republic and that's where everybody's from so for me in terms of developing a product and stuff that comes out the main focus is what what reflects our company and his family name and pretty much new york city so i kind of see what's out there and what the direction everybody's going and i kind of like look at it as like or how can i put that into what we're we're doing and for jesus one of his biggest concerns and one of the things they want to focus on is his family the family consistency so we want to do a lot of traditional you know heritage type things that really represents the brand but also want to bring in something that's going to reflect where we're from and uh that's where you know like the new the new line that we're coming out with the la bodega series it's it's something that reflects new york city that we're used to um growing up so and that's something that's most people can Relate to, and it's a little different from that family tradition. But the core line that comes out of here, the, the main focus is just staying with that tradition of you know the Martinez family, what reflects on the tradition, and and for me, so it's it's not as difficult as probably let's say another company because I have so much to choose from here just in the city alone.
0: Yeah, and and could you both tell us a little bit more about the La Bodega series that you just uh, you know debuted at PCA?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, La bodega is just a, a different series that we wanted to do that, um, again, reflected what we knew growing up in New York City and just the out suburbs of New York and in the Spanish communities. You know, everyone was – La Bodega was a central point of whatever neighborhood you're in. Um, that was a place where you went for, to get for everything. You play your numbers, you get your food, you get your school books, you even got medicine, just whatever you could find in there you found. Um, and it was – like I said, a central point. So that I wanted to bring that just to show what New York City was about and what comes out of it. So the rikitaki was is a sandwich that you would get at, at a bodega, either late at night, at four in the morning, or in the afternoon. But it was something that was small, full of flavor, and just the name for me. Just you say it, and people are like rikitaki, and i are like, oh, that's an interesting name. It just sticks in your head. And the one thing that uh, Jesus helped me with was we wanted to have a a blend that really embody that 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 flavor of what a sandwich would have and with that cigar I think it just it, it knocks it out and you have the colors from the nineties the graffiti from the nineties everything that revolved around the nineties that we grew up with reflects that in that brand so you'll be seeing more stuff with like unique different names but kind of goes back to what New York City and also back to where you know everybody's from mostly from the Caribbean. So Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, just all this different stuff that comes out of it and that's something we really want to focus on. And make it fun, yeah.
0: And hey, Zeus, do you have anything to add about the new cigar? Um,
1: on the concept, uh, that was it, was mostly Dave. Um, we needed a, a new cigar that, to go into PCA, um, and he kept playing around with this idea. I, I loved it because, again, uh, you know, I grew up in New York, so it reminds me of my childhood and um and that made it really easy to come up with the blend because um you know he's pretty much explained to me why he wanted to go um with the cigar and and right away I it only took me like two trials to to, to yeah. get it what we were happy with because I, I had such a good idea what he was talking about because I could relate to it. As well,
2: so yeah. yeah, that was a key thing because we've all had it. You know, we yeah, all know what like, it tastes like. like I, I know s- we sober or, or not sober. <laughs> you had it, so, uh, you kind of knew what it was. And 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 the robusto size on it, and it's small and it's just packed with flavor. It's it's got it's got the strength. It's got the flavor in it. It's really good. And um, the coro wrapper is something that he came up with, and we were stuck on it because. Again, going back to the San Andreas, everything was San Andreas, San Andreas, San Andreas. And then I just asked him, I was like, if we don't use San Andreas, what would you go with? And he just turned around and was like, the Corojo. And I was like, all right. And we didn't even sample the Corojo, right? We just said, let's go with that. And, man, it it, it just hit the spot. And that's that that just gives credit to him, just knowing what tobacco works together with. And I couldn't be happier.
0: Um, and you're talking about the San Andreas. Uh, and your focus groups that you said you have built into your, your uh, store or factory that, that come in and you, you get to try out different things with them. Um, what have you heard from your focus group, quote, unquote, what are they, you know, I'm sure that they kind of come in They like maybe talk about other cigars from other companies that they smoke or whatever. What are they say that they are liking from cigars today and what are some things that they continually kind of complain about, maybe, about cigars today?
1: Um, well, I try to like Dave said, the demographic has uh, changed tremendously. Um, what I noticed is like uh, the younger uh, crowd they they don't stick to to just one brand like like which is great. It gives everybody an opportunity. You know, they try everything. They like it. They recommend it. They keep going. and They switch brand. Like, um, before, to, to get somebody off a brand, it was impossible. Like, let's say they smoke uh, McNoodle. Like, you couldn't give them anything. I'm like, oh, this is not McNoodle. <laughs> you know, so that... Is 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 great, especially for a small company. Now people, uh, they are more willing to, to, to give a new product a shot. Um, one thing that we get from the focus group is they they bring out uh, you know different brands, uh, small, especially boutique. You know, everybody knows the, the the big brand. Everybody knows what uh for instance taste like unless they come up with a new cigar here and there, but um, but the boutique they the one uh, keeping the different things. And um, you know, once uh, a few people keep mentioning the same brand, we try the cigar, you know, and, and see what everybody's talking about. And kind of like if we ever gonna make a new blend, then then you know you kind of like feed off a little bit of what the people are talking about. And um, that happened to us. With the Nicaraguan tobacco, um, you know, for a while it was mostly Dominican tobacco that uh, we were using, and then during the cigar boom, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco was coming into play. We we, we tried a couple of times and it didn't work out for us. So. Um, it, you know, maybe it was we just got our hands in the wrong batch, and I kind of like gave up on it for three or four years, and then again, people kept mentioning, you know, the like, ground back, tobacco, the like back, tobacco. We said, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's try it again, and uh, we did. And uh, at the time, it was much better, and just because from the boss, from the, label, uh, the last four blends that. We have uh, come up with; it. they do have any problem. So you you pay attention to the focus group. Uh, you pay attention to uh, what's going on out there, and you know, even you your own touch. You
2: know, um, I think you might agree. A lot more people are looking for complexity in their cigars. Yeah, true. That's before back in the day. It was just, everyone was just give me that consistency. Don't change. I want that flavor to go from the beginning to the end. But I think now a lot more people want that 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 change in where they're smoking. I want the first third to be second, second, and I want the third to be the combination of the first two. And it's funny because uh, the way they explain it sounds a lot easier than for him to try to picture what they're yeah. trying to say because a lot of times they'll come in and they're like, well, I want a, a peanut shell taste with a <laughs> type finish. And you are like, okay, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> that out. Oh, my <laughs> that." <laughs>
1: No, but yeah, again, that's that. Um, it all comes from the amount of information that are out there. You know, people are learning. People are, are learning. They, they, they know their stuff. They, you know, because for a while, people come up and just say, uh, Give me a strong cigar. Yeah. You know, and it's like, All right. You know, what else? I just want a strong cigar. i like, Well, okay. But now, um, you know, they want the aftertaste uh, you know the in the middle how it ends, you know so it, it's more co- complex and it's great it's great you it give us uh, you know more challenges, us keep us busy you know instead of just making, imagine if, if we've been doing the, the same thing for 40 years <laughs> that would be pretty boring <laughs> you know? so it, it keeps you on your toe you know um playing around with different stuff. And that's the, that's what a blender like to do, you know, blend stuff, play around. That, that's
0: the fun part, you know, about job. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I know that your business has been around for 50 years and for any business to be around, even I think like a fraction of that time is, is something worth celebrating, but yeah. it's not an easy thing to do anywhere now to be around for 50 years. So, what do you kind of attribute that, you know, that milestone to? Like, how have you lasted 50 years? Because I think any anybody who has a business right now can probably benefit from whatever you're going to say as, you know, being some of the tools or mentality that has helped get you, you know, five decades worth of business.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it's a combination of a lot of stuff um first of all loyalty from 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 your customers loyalty from from the people that work with you you know so we have guys that have been with us over 30 years um yeah and and a lot of work it does take a lot of work it takes an open mind to adapt changes you know um especially the last past three three years you know, we had to adapt and, and, and kind of change uh the, the marketing strategy um you know because of what happened and, and you know we dealt through the smoking ban it's just a, a lot of stuff and you just had to you know work hard and, and have an open mind and, and be able to adapt to the changes uh you know, can't imagine. Uh, everything being easy for 48 years, of course not, you know, you have your college um, but um, yeah, you know, it's a whole family uh, work, so you always come happy to come to work because it's a good environment, then then you have your lawyers that, you know, even if you have a bad day, they can see it, like, hey, what's wrong with you, yeah. you know, they see you all the time and those are the things that, you know, <laughs> pick, pick you up, you know, and, um, yeah, but uh, the main thing is, uh, I
2: would say, is loyalty and how I work. You know? yeah. And the other thing, too, for you, for him, is uh, the consistency of the product. Like, oh, no, the yeah, quality, yeah, of that's, course. That's, I mean, yeah, listen, he you, you, you can have everything,
1: but the quality, you,
2: you know, here. Yeah, that's course. one of the things he really yeah. stays on top of, it, is the consistency yeah. and the quality of the cigars. Yeah, that's, so, yeah that's, that's and that's me meeting people that have been coming here way before, even when his dad was running it and saying the same thing like the consistency the construction it's just always on point and he makes sure that and when you leave here with, with a cigar you're going to get a good experience we don't want you to leave in here with like fighting it and there's you know what happens you get cigars that don't it's a handmade product so some of them aren't going to be great so they'll come back in without i'd watch them without any questions, just grab it out of their hand be like just here don't there's no you're not smoking right you didn't light it right just here Enjoy, relax, don't
1: worry about it. Yeah, and, um, you know, in New York, uh, we have to deal with uh, with the four seasons. So, you know, every station we have to adjust. So, you know, you always get a little hiccup here and there, with, you know, with the humor. But, um, you know, we do on top of it. We smoke every day, so we can spot a problem. And, again, then you have the, the loyal direct that they will let you know, hey, this was a little too moist. Oh, this was a little too dry. You know, so... Um, yeah that that that, that helps it, 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 like i said of course the quality has to be there you know you can be the best guy in the world if your product is not good you know, unfortunately you're unfortunately not gonna make it you know yeah and
0: i was gonna ask how easy is it to create a consistent cigar product because harvest you know yeah you don't get the same tobacco every harvest year because different elements that you can't really control you, you're at the mercy of mother nature and i know that people everybody who who is a good you know cigar maker always talks about consistency is is key but like i said how easy is it to actually create a consistent product year to year to year
1: uh, for us is again like you said it's not easy because um you know you have a lot of things in play like you know every every crop is is not the same but it's pretty close and um the fact that we've been in business for so long that means we have a relationship with the farmers and and the distributors that we get our product. so we do have that advantage where they they make sure they send us um, the best stuff that they have because they also know our situation. You know, we're not we're not down the block. They know if they ship something um, to us from Nicaragua or Dominican Republic in New York. It's not like we can just put it in a truck and, and return it. You know, <laughs> so they 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 know that that you know. Everything that they send us has to be uh, the best they have. And, and that also helped because of the relationship my father had with them for so many years. I'm dealing with uh, grandkids that my father uh, used to buy a friend their grandfather. So, so that relationship is special. Again, loyalty. And um, that helped us tremendously to make sure that we get uh, the tobacco that we need as close as possible, unless something major happened with Mother Nature, you know, and then you have no control. Um, And that was, uh, we we had a blend uh, it was for a customer. And he asked me for uh, a specific tobacco and my guy didn't have that tobacco. And uh, he told me, well, but I know this guy that he can get it for you. I'm like, I can do it for you? what just with the battery you bring it because I'm not gonna start a blend make f- the first first the first batch or the second batch and then now that's the back there's no to be found I trust my people because I've been dealing with them since I was a little kid so if I can tell you I can do it I, I want to do it you know again we're here for the long run Uh I'm not going to make something that I will have to put my family name on it that I'm not happy with. So I I always make sure that if I'm I'm creating something, I I will be able to keep the consistency there.
0: And I know that um, partnerships, and like you said, working with different clients, like you don't don't just make cigars for you and your brand, but you also make cigars for other people. And I'm sure that that's helped give your your business some longevity. (laughs) Of
1: course, yeah. So
0: I I know from speaking to David that one of the recent collaborations you did was you worked with uh, Jay London. So how did that partnership come about, and what's that cigar like?
2: Um, That partnership came about, well, we were introduced to Jay London through uh, Luxury Cigars, through Chris and Ben. Uh, We did a blend for them called the Hangry, which is a really it's done really well and uh we get a lot of people coming in asking for it and uh, we just say you gotta get the luxury not through us but um we we're introduced through um through them by through him by by luxury and it was at the uh tp20 that we sat down in uh in vegas and started to come up with an idea so we're working on that now and uh i think uh we're looking to release that in uh, november i believe november december so we're excited um waiting you know it's, it's on his part of when he wants to release the, the name and everything on that but it was a, it's fun working with him uh we had a great time blending yeah. the cigar with him and uh gotta be honest i'm really excited for that one to come out so and then uh we're also doing a collaboration with uh Amandola uh working on something with him as well and uh that should be also coming out in november with him so uh it, it's it's a good partnership it's good seeing working with brand owners that that have an idea what they want and it's fun for jesus to come up with something that they're looking for and then seeing it be on the shelves and and knowing that we made that is 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 really good for us
1: yeah every customer is the same but uh, when you work with guys like i'm an older long jay london and the guy from luxury um they, they know the stuff so that makes it a lot easier uh on my end because they they know specifically what they're looking for, and you know you still gotta do a couple of shots an hour, but uh, it's a lot easier. They, they you know it, it gives it gives you like a, a great idea, and you are like oh okay yeah I know exactly yeah yeah we <laughs> have some guys that
2: you
1: know they're all over the place like. Uh,
2: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we get guys that you know, since being in New York, you know, I'm trying to do public or Nicaragua. They come in and we're like, I want to a cigar blended. I want to start my own line, and we're you know, you say yes to hear what it is. But there's some that they, you know, unfortunately don't know that much in terms of how to start the company, and you kind of like, got to oh, lead them in wow, direction. Man. Yeah, you got to you got to get your other stuff in line before you come here, and but. It's good to see that people want to try to do something. It's awesome,
1: it's awesome. Like, uh, lately uh, we had a lot of uh, people that want to get into the industry, which is great. You know, Um, we we have a a limited production. So there's only so much we can make without, you know, doing it. And we we very like, particular on the amount of cigar we produce because, you know, you, you can do just a little more, but if you go too crazy, obviously the quality is, is going to get hurt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's only so much, but, um, you know, we've been doing really good. And, and again, uh, just to see so many people that are so happy and want to be in the industry, you know, it's oxygen, you know.
2: People showing their love for the industry.
1: Yeah. It's great for us. Yeah.
2: But it's fun sometimes. They're like, right, I want to do a plan. Like, right, how many do you want to start with? And like, a hundred. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't do a hundred, but uh, we can, you know, you want to do a private blend for yourself just to do what we could do something like that. And they're like, oh, really? And like, But it again, you sit with them and you explain to them, like, this is what you have to do. And once you get all that taken care of, then come back to us. I'll we'll be more than happy to sit down with you to do something. And, yeah. you know, and it's funny. They'll call back. Oh, I got this done. I got that done. And I'm like, all right, cool. Just let us know when you're ready. You
0: know? Yeah, we were talking on uh, Deep Cuts a couple of episodes ago that unfortunately there is no book to tell you how to start your own cigar brand or business. So, um, you know, people kind of come in and with this kind of romantic idea of of what it's like to to start a cigar brand. And you kind of break down like, well, it's not, you know, it's, it's a business. It's not a hobby. Yeah. You got, this. you know, this minimum of cigars that you can, you're going to be able to make, you know, that you have to worry about this, tax you have to worry about this you know license and stuff and then you get oh my gosh
1: it's
2: like, <laughs> exactly
1: a lot of people don't, don't realize that uh the time is very time consuming you got a lot of legwork, you know especially as the new brand you know you gotta, you gotta travel you gotta try to be as many fan that that you can be you know just uh to to, to grow it and i i'm not sure but I, i'm it has to take a while to start seeing profit for, for, for somebody to start because you got to give a tremendous amount of samples. And, um, you know, obviously they got to buy those cigars because they don't manufacture. You know, so, you know, what every cigar you give is, you know, you got to pay for it. So, yeah, it's a little tough.
2: Yeah. And he, the one thing we tell them is don't expect to get rich and overnight. Oh, yeah. And this has to be a passion of yours that you really want to do. And you're going to have to. You're gonna go through ups and downs, and there's gonna be some times where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, but that's the one thing I really stress on them. Is like, it's not something that you're gonna put out a brand, you're gonna make, sell a hundred thousand cigars in a year. You know, you might just sell a thousand or maybe five hundred, but you got to start somewhere and, and increase that. And that's where they, the light goes on. Like, okay, it's not put out a brand start The shops take it, I sell it, and do another run. I'm like, it's 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 a lot more work and. But it doesn't scare them all off, which is good. And they they want to come back and they're like, what do I have to do next? And that's that's the whole process.
0: I know you like I said, I know you all have, have built this great business because you know, as the show has gone on, there's been people commenting and we had someone, Pablo, just comment says smoking a Martinez and having a beer, best time I had in New York City. So <laughs>
2: you,
0: you have people like that are who are um, you know, watching and Adrian who just said what's the Martinez fam um, so you know there's like i said i think to me that's the hardest part of being in the cigar industry is not i mean not to, to take away from what it takes to make the product but once the product is made like how do you build you know that community and that following like you said and get that loyalty because it's it's so easy i found in the last couple of years to build a following and then like maybe you just get so caught up in the business that you kind of let it, you know, you don't pay enough attention to it, you know, it kind of falters or you post something crazy on Instagram or Facebook and, and suddenly, you know, people turn on your brand and, you know, if you're owned by another company, they make a comment and then they people want to you. So it's so easy to like, you know, lose that following. So it's, it's so important to like build, you know, like that loyal fan base. But that's probably like the hardest part of the, you know, like you're juggling so much trying to get a product made that, you know, then it comes to, down to creating, like I said, that cust- taking care of your customer, engaging with them. It's like a full-time job within itself.
2: Just social, social media alone is, is a complete another job. You know, you, you, you mm-hmm. have to be on top of it and just, uh, you know, People write to you on Instagram and we just had somebody not too long just come in his brother lives in another some other area and he's like my brother's coming at two o'clock and blah blah I'm like all right and then he shows up and it's exactly you know my brother will be here in two weeks I'm like all right cool it's just like it's it's, it's, it's social media is the only way she can get really out there and, and promote their product it's hard to get it out anywhere else especially you know like I said Instagram uh, a lot of podcasts so that's one thing that you always got to keep aware of, and just see where the trend is going on those those platforms, and be on top of it. So it, it is a whole different level of business that you have to really look into, and you know sometimes uh, on my end, I you know, I get caught up on other things. I'm like, I'm not posting enough on this stuff, I gotta get up and post because the algorithms all get screwed up if you yeah. don't do it. So, um, so yeah, that's that's one of the challenges for us. Yeah,
1: for me, it's just I uh, mean. Make- you know making the blends and you know and checking on the quality but when people come in the store i'm always here and um when they want to drink i never say no so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the, when when people come and get the store experience it's, it's, it's easy for me it's actually fun you know because again we hear here every day so whenever you see new faces or all the regulars it's just like boom it breaks away your day you start having fun you know joking around so yeah and, and that's uh, the, the memories that, that people take when they leave this place and you know they always stay in touch so yeah it's easy that that part the social media stuff uh, Steve uh, I don't know much about that stuff but uh the, the in-store experience all of us is it's like fun it's, it's fun it's natural
2: it's so, a lot of fun yeah and you know when a new guy's here because he'll be here five six days in a row yeah like, he, he, oh, he's back he's back he's <laughs> he he staying yeah. just
1: it's like you said you know you don't, you don't expect this, this type of business in New York
2: you know uh
1: in, in Florida Miami Tampa, um, yeah, you're going to you go for that. Just, you know, they, they're there in New York. Um, you either hear about it or just walk upon it. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. They come in. They see how we are having fun, drinking, um, having a cigar, just laughing. They're like, wow. You know, they, they get shocked by it.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because uh, until I went to uh, Tambourine to make her in Dominican Republic for the first time, It was funny to see because the same way they get together and sit down and have a drink and eat and laugh it's the same thing we do here so it's like little tambourine in this shop and people get to experience that and when you walk in here you're back into the 1970s everything's original everything you have here is what's most of it's here since when it started and then just pictures and stuff that comes through as a given we have a wall full of money from all over the world which is funny um and then the neon sign we have in front in the shop is the original. So people love seeing that. And it's like, how old is that thing? I was like 74, maybe even longer, right? Is it longer than
1: 74? No, yeah.
2: So um, it's 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 a unique experience for everybody, and that's what we'd like to see. And you know, once we give them a beer, they're like, Where did this come from? I'm like, we got a whole refrigerator downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, usually at this point in the show, i like to ask. Uh, two questions that kind of close out the show. So both of you can feel free to answer these questions. Uh, the first of those questions is, what is your why or what is your motivation? Why do you do what you do?
1: Um, for me, again, it's just, uh, it's in my blood, you know, it's family. You know, I'm third generation in the cigar industry. And since a kid, it's so all I know. Um, and again, I just, started working with my dad and had a great relationship with him and that, that was my passion you know to to help him out and then i fell in love
2: with the business as well so uh, that's basically it it's all i know <laughs> for me for me it's um the passion as well um i wasn't i didn't come from a family of tobacco people or anything in the just, i got that love coming here and from him you know i he took me in like a brother and and i'm grateful for that forever and just being around the guys here and around him and learning just built that passion even more and that just love for it and that's that's what drives just being around these guys and and, and seeing what it's like and just knowing the culture of, of people that have been in tobacco their whole lives and, and welcoming in welcoming in like, like i'm one of theirs and that's that for me is drives me the most
0: awesome and the last question for today is uh, someone approaches either of you, or both of you. Uh, they say that they want to start their own business or brand. It might not necessarily be a cigar business or related to tobacco, but they know that you all have dealt with this area and they ask you, what's your best advice to, for them getting started in their entrepreneurial journey or pursuit of, uh, you know, like I said, creating their own company. What advice do you give that person in terms of getting started the right way?
1: The, the main thing uh, I would ask, and, and this is something I talk to my kids about it, like, do you really love what you're about to do? You know, Because, I mean, we all need money to go around and do the things that we like, but you cannot just do something just because it's popular and you know, just because, oh, cigars... You can make a lot of money. No, no, you, you have to look what, what, whatever that industry that you want to get in because you're going to have to spend a lot of time, a lot of time doing that. And if you don't absolutely love it, I, I don't see how you're
2: going to make it. You know? Yeah, that's one one. The other thing is don't be scared to fail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're, yeah. you're going to fall. Not, no. No. There is anyone that goes into business and doesn't fall once in a while. You just got to get up and just expect it to happen and just learn from it. Um, and that's for me, it's like you have the passion and don't be afraid to fail and, and listen, learn. Yeah, take whatever anybody else might have to say to you and just take it. And you might not agree with it in the beginning, but you go back and sit down and, and rethink what everyone's told you. And if they've been through it before, you have, there's nine times out of ten, they know what they're talking about. So just keep your ear open, but don't be stuck.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on today. And before we go, uh, if you could tell people what website they need to follow, what social media they need to start uh, keeping track of. And also, since you do, like I said, you all are, you know, in New York City, you want to tell them exactly where to, where you are and how to find you. I think that'll be great to um, add in as well.
1: Um, sure. Our website is martinezcigars.com. Uh, we located on 29th Street. Um, of 7th Avenue in Manhattan. Um, and I believe the social media is also the same thing,
2: Martinez Cigars. Yes, Martinez Cigars and Facebook is Martinez Martin- Handmade Cigars. Yeah, uh, Facebook is Martinez Handmade Cigars. That Facebook was done a while ago, so <laughs> we just left it as is, but yeah. Handmade Cigars. Um, like I said, MartinezCigars.com and, and at Martinez Cigars. And um, just another thing is um, we'll be we're releasing two things coming up. Uh one is the that uh, uh Rikitaki will be shipped out to stores on uh September 12th, I believe it is. They'll be shipped out then and also be on sale on our website at martinezcigars.com and then on September 1st we're going to be releasing a patrimonio that has been aged for 3 years with a completely different wrapper that we've had made for dp 20 that we didn't bring out. So it's an adipiraca aged in our um, humidor for almost three years now. And uh, we're going to have, we have a limited quality. So we'll be releasing that um, on September 1st. So you'll find that on the website as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you both for coming on and spending an hour with us today. And I, I definitely learned a lot. And the next time I'm in New York City, I'll definitely have to put you all on my uh, to-do list and to visit.
2: Yes. We'll have
0: a beer waiting for you too, don't worry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I want to like say I, I want to thank our guests for coming on today and I want to thank everyone for watching and listening. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, just make sure you hit that like button or subscribe button and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Heart Radio or, or any of the other um, podcasting platforms, just make sure you hit that subscribe button and also leave a review because reviews help me to improve the show. And I always say there's always room for improvement. So you're not going to hurt my feelings if you say (laughs) something that you you don't like. uh, And if you saw something that you do like, that's always good to mention as well. So I'll do more of that. Um, We have shows every week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. There's a schedule that I release on uh, Instagram. So you can follow deep cuts live, uh, deep underscore cuts, underscore live on Instagram. You'll see the updated schedule as uh, shows are booked and announced. And if you miss any of this episode or uh, want to see the other 104 episodes that we've done, nice. uh, you can go to deepcutslive.com. They're all there. And this one will be up uh, later on tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot to catch up on uh, from Deep Cuts. And I look forward to having you both back on at some point soon. And uh, I'm sure yeah. there's plenty more we can discuss that we couldn't fit into this hour so uh I'll definitely follow up with you all about coming back on at some point uh to talk about some more stuff. So,
2: yes, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, so thank you everyone and uh until next time.